A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Tana Talks Soccer Podcast. I am Lutana Orochi and today I'll be discussing the Champions League final. Uh, Liverpool have just had a very, should I say, bittersweet experience, finishing with over 90 points for the third time in the past four seasons, which is pretty impressive to be honest, but they only have one Premier League to show for it today. I have a Liverpool fan here with me to discuss this all. And yeah, and most importantly, as you know, every year I come with my Champions League predictions, but this time around, I won't be the one who will get... Or the stick, and that's good. I'm pretty okay with that, you know. Yeah, fine with that. So, Ella, welcome on or to my podcast. Thanks for having me. Which is it, on or to? Is it welcome on my podcast or welcome to my podcast? What do you think is correct? Two. Two. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Much better than earlier in the week. You know, it was hard. It was hard the way we lost that league, especially in a matter of five minutes. But it is what it is. You know, we have to pick ourselves up and go again in Paris. True that. So about this season, you know, I mean, the two the two domestic cups in the bag, missed out on the Premier League, which was one of the... the I think many people really wanted that one, actually. Uh, so, like, how would you rate Liverpool season so far if they don't like, or how would you rate Liverpool season if they don't go ahead to win any other silverware? If we don't win any other silverware, I would say a seven, an eight. I'm gonna say an eight because putting it putting it into context to play every single game possible is pretty sensational and. To lose the lead by a single point, you have to factor that in, um, you know, and to, to make another Champions League final is a big achievement. But of course, if we were to win the Champions League final, it would be pretty close to perfection, in my opinion. Yeah, three trophies plus the Champions League. Missing out on the Premier League, though, uh, was not tasty at all. Wasn't tasty. You would know about that, I believe. 
So now, of course, to the main event, the Champions League final, Liverpool versus Real Madrid. A quick rundown. Real Madrid had to go through the teams uh, like Chelsea and Bayern, uh, sorry, and PSG and Manchester City to to get here, while Liverpool had, at least in the knockout phases, a considerably easier route to the likes of Euro, although Inter Milan, of course, top team, but I think that they are the most uh, worthy mention in Liverpool's fixtures of the knockout phases leading up to this. So I would say, like, leading up to the season or going into the season, no one really expected, to be honest, either team to be here. Like, they are on this stage right now, and everyone seems okay with it. Like, it seems very normal just because of how massive these clubs are. And it seems like a very befitting Champions League final, you know? The club with the most titles against the club with the third most titles in the competition's history. So, it feels like home. You know, no one is no one is shocked or anything. But given what happened to Liverpool last season, and even coming into this season, like seeing most people's predictions as regards Liverpool, like the, the, the biggest, the biggest, or should I say compliment they gave Liverpool was that they, they think Liverpool will, will qualify for the, champ, for the Champions League uh, next season. So just a top four finish for most people, for most analysts and pundits that I read on, on the big networks, of course. So, and Real Madrid as well, you know, last season, missing out on the La Liga, not really, it wasn't really a positive season, to be honest. And yeah, coming into this one. So, to be honest, I don't think at the beginning of the season, anyone would have said Liverpool, and Real Madrid will be here. And now the season started and Liverpool, of course, were going the way they have been going. I mean, they went another season again without losing at home in the Premier League. Their fourth season in the last five years they've done this. So that is extremely crazy. And uh, Real Madrid as well, they were gaining momentum at some point. They like increasing the lead in La Liga and seemed like, okay, they were, they were the ones that would quite clearly win the league. But at the same time, Liverpool just seemed to gain like a better reputation. In the group stages, Liverpool uh, beat everything in front of them, six over six. Very convincing. And Liverpool still playing like the Liverpool we knew from, let's say, two years ago uh, when they won the league. So people just started regarding Liverpool as the Liverpool they knew in 2019 and 2020. Whereas Real Madrid, people had some question marks over them. The point of this all is that coming into this, usually it would have been Liverpool who would have been favourites in the eyes of everyone. But just because what Madrid went through, beating teams like PSG, Chelsea and Manchester City, I, I don't know I don't know how the public opinion is right now in terms of who our favourites going into this. Uh, yeah, what do you think? I think in football terms, or in, just looking at the football, Liverpool will be favourites. But with what Real Madrid have been through in terms of their path to the final, and their, I always say their know-how attitude, they just know how to make it through these games. They've got a crazy amount of experience in their squad. Um, the likes of Modric, Tony Kroos, Benzema. These are winners, World Cup winners. You know, they know they know how to show up on the big stage. They've got a very good mix between experience and very good, young, promising players coming up. So that always makes them a dangerous opposition. I really don't. I think it's very, very close, given every factor. I think it's maybe Liverpool slightly, slightly favourites, but that's only because because of the quality of our players, how consistent we've been over the last three three years, apart from last season, of course. But again, very even matchup. I think two very big historic sides, and it will be a challenge for both teams. Interestingly, yeah. So you said, in your opinion, Liverpool just sneaky here 
as to being favorites, you know. And favorites is all about perception, but this is no prediction. So I'm going to go one better and ask you, do you think Liverpool will actually win this game? I do, but I'll, I think it will be very, very close. I think there will just be a single goal in it. I think it will go to extra time and Liverpool will just edge it. I'm really hoping that we do not <laughs> go through another penalty shootout because <laughs> a third penalty shootout in three finals is not the best, but yeah, I think we'll just edge it in extra time. So guys, this right here is the prediction. L's, LFC L's says Liverpool to win 1-0. I'll go into that now. So as I said, if you Liverpool edge it very, very, very slim um, between them. Mm-hmm. Nothing really like that. But how confident are you? Because it's possible for you to feel like it's going to be a close one, but you're very confident of the win. So yeah, are you are you very confident of the win? Mm-hmm. You're very confident. I was very confident. I would say this time last week, but with this with the injury Thiago picked up on Sunday in our last game, it makes things a little bit more complex because I think Klopp has a big decision to make in terms of whether to start Thiago and Fabinho, whether they're both ready to start, who's going to kind of make up our midfield because they're all very different. They're all, they all bring different things to our midfield. So it's just about... just I think the first... 70 odd minutes it's just about matching Madrid taking taking out opportunities I think Real Madrid will sit back try to soak up pressure and try to get us on the break especially on our right hand side with Trent uh, probably bombing forward or not being in the conventional right back position leaving space and obviously with Vinicius's pace uh, that's probably where they would look to hurt us. But, yeah, I think if Liverpool can control, can try to stop as many counter-attacks as possible, I think we'll win the game. It's just about... It's just about <laughs> taking advantage of our moments and not making mistakes in key times because that is what I think Real Madrid have done really well. and They have taken advantage... In every stage, PSG, Chelsea, Man City, just when they've just when they've kind of switched off, they've taken advantage, and we can't afford to do that against Madrid. We have to be fully focused for the four ninety. I agree. Five. So you said that Liverpool win one 0 You see a goal in there. And it'll be a close one. So that means, like, I know you, you didn't say this, but I'm putting words into your mouth based on what I understood. You see Liverpool clipping a clean sheet here? I do. I do. Uh, I think Van Dijk. I think Van Dijk against Benzema. I think that will be a really good battle. And of course, Vinicius. And whether it's Kanate, whether it's Matic. I just think, in general, Liverpool, despite the perception of our high line, giving all these chances away, I think I'm right in saying they've got one of the best defensive records in Europe. Yeah. Top five league this season. So, you know, we're a strong unit. And with Alisson, 
he's just been fantastic. Yeah, he he he, he can save a goal Clear. or two. He can stop a goal or two. Exactly. He is even when players are one on one, as Liverpool fans, we back Ali because he's just that good in those situations. Um so I'm confident. I'm confident of us being defensively solid. I think to be honest, I think bar the mistake last time against Real Madrid in terms of carriers. As a defence, we've actually played very well in both finals. I think even Trent at 19 against Real Madrid, even Robbo being the first Champions League final, I think we defended very well. It was just carriers in key moments and a wonder goal from Bale mm-hmm. that lost it for us. But against Tottenham, again in the Champions League a few a couple of years back, we were superb defensively, superb. Um, obviously, Van Dijk got man of the match. Alisson pulled off some great saves at the end. So, yeah, plenty of experience in that back line that I think will give us... Shout out to my guy Lovren, though, in the 2018 final. Shout out to Lovren. Yes. People don't say this, but shout out to him. What a performance. He was, yeah. So, right now, uh, we've gotten a lot out of you, to be honest. Liverpool to win, narrow game. In terms of Real Madrid defensively and Liverpool offensively, how do you think, like, what makes you so confident that Liverpool can actually really hurt them? It's one thing to, of course, control the tempo of the game, control the ball, create openings. What makes you think that Liverpool can actually get behind and put one in the back of the net? I think from, I would say that in the last, maybe the last year and a half, our forward line has been quite predictable in terms of Firmino, Mane, Salah, People know excellent players, but we I felt like oppositions knew how to play against them now. It's been what four or five seasons and oppositions were getting used to the way these forwards were playing. But I think since January and with the addition of Jota and Diaz, they bring a kind of unpredictability in our forward line with the change of Mane into the false nine position and of course Salah one of the best, despite maybe perceptions of this form dropping, still exceptional creatively um, for our team that I think has gone very un- under the radar because his goals might have not been to the heights of the end of last last year. Yeah. But yeah, with Mane operating this new position, Diaz, his pace, his energy, his ability to get by players very easily, I just think that poses a whole new threat to Madrid. I think one thing that I think Madrid have struggled with is in both against both um, English oppositions is the pace and the strength and how quickly how quickly um, English sides play. So I think that can really play into our advantage. I think they've been shaky moments. They've been really shaky moments and especially Man City in the first leg, they really held on um, in that first in that first 25-30 minutes. So as long as Liverpool take their chances or take a chance <laughs> and don't concede, I think we'll, I think we'll get through this game and on top. Personally, what I think is not very different. I think Liverpool, of course, would have the upper hand in terms of chances. And openings created, I feel like, in those half spaces between the midfield and the defence, Liverpool will really dominate there. As a Liverpool fan, of course, I just have to hope that we make this count for something. Because Madrid, bar the second leg against City, 
they've been unrealistically clinical in the Champions League this season. You know, chances don't go by. You know, they don't go back in. Get a chance, bang, in the back of the net. Uh, so it's, I mean, and no matter how we want to paint it, right? Like, no, no matter the kind of game Liverpool play, Madrid will create a chance or two or three because they're good players. No matter how we want to line on finishers, we get the better of Matip or Trent or something because it's a quality. It's just the same way, like, our players like uh, like Mo Salah or whatever would also get it. Like, it's, it just happens with, with, with players of a certain caliber. Luis Diaz as well will get the better of of Danny Carvajal or whoever is there. So it's a normal thing. And that's quite scary, the fact that I know, like, no matter the kind of game you play, the opposition will have a chance. Now, I think as Madrid are very clinical, or they shouldn't to be very clinical in the Champions League, they're going to get their chances. Like, uh, we, we cannot play a game with stopping them, you know? So this is like maybe a moment for Alisson Becker to be a savior once again because they will, they, will, they will get it, you know, their quality opposition. Just like we'll get our chances 100%. Uh, I think, yeah, as you said, moments who is more clinical and stuff will uh, will determine it. It'll just be really nice if Liverpool... I know Liverpool will start well. I'm quite sure of that. And if we can make that pressure count, you know, because we've started a lot of games well in the league and even the Champions League where in the first 20 minutes or so, we've actually played quite well. Many of these games, we still ended up winning, by the way. But it's that we've made games a lot more difficult for us. If you can put in an early... Like, in the, in the opening 10, 15 minutes, I see Liverpool have, like, two, three big chances that go by, but like no one really talks about it because of course there's still like 70 odd minutes to play, you know, so it's like, it's calm, yeah, yeah, cool. But a lot of time you should be like three, two, three nil up already and this is a match that more than anything, I wish Liverpool can just be clinical where if they start on the front foot and they play high intensity football, winning the ball back and creating chances, they have to get, they have to. Like with this Madrid side, as the time goes on, I'm getting more nervous you know i'm shitting myself honestly as time goes on because it's like if you haven't scored and they can just you know but that aside that aside so guys coming out from here not my words hers hold her responsible if like yeah respectfully by the way there's a reason why but never mind (laughs) so uh liverpool win narrowly and after that of course we have the summer uh the world cup of course in qatar later this year and yeah, I think a lot of players will have like at least um, sizable rest, you know, during the summer and stuff. So, what do you think as regards the big ones? Sadio Mane, Mo Salah. Of course, we saw the Sadio Mane interview, uh, brief one by the way, just making around him laughing and saying that. Of course, when he was asked about his future, he said that can be discussed uh, after the Champions League final. And of course, Mo Salah, even though like publicly he's all thought about, well, I want to stay, I want to stay, blah blah blah. But everyone knows that like there's been talks going on for a while and the parties haven't come to an agreement so what do you make of this i think i think i think salah will stay he said he, he would stay um it's just a matter of in my opinion when he'll sign a new contract i think he'll sign in the summer i think it's just about kind of clearing our wage bill um the likes of ox unfortunately not really featuring looking like he's going to go Milner possibly um, and Divock. they mm. have quite quite significantly high wages I would say so combined that that really frees up money for us to give Salah the contract he wants hopefully and business wise in terms of how FSG um, run the club I think that's what they'll be looking at um, in terms of Sadio Mane it's a difficult one because you know he loves the club um, but it could just simply be he wants a new challenge you know he's won 
everything at Liverpool now. Yeah. Um, and it's similar but, to Thiago, yeah. you know, sometimes change is good. Thiago won everything at Bayern Munich and wanted to change to Liverpool to experience a new league, some new teammates. So it could just be about for Sadio Mane freshening things up in terms of his career, maybe experiencing another league. Um, yeah. So, so, so are you saying you think Mane will leave? I think, I actually think it's 50-50. 50, oh, okay. uh, it's, it's a tough one. Um, yeah. It's really hard to call because you could see how much he loves the club. He saw the celebrations in the FA Cup when we won, how, how happy he was, um, all the dancing. It was, so, it was 50% relief, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> But yeah, you can also see how much he loves Klopp, how much he loves his teammates, so how much he loves the fans. Um, I think it'll be hard for him to leave, but maybe just having a new challenge. Maybe Maybe the whole thing about maybe being the main man with Lewandowski leaving possibly by Munich, Mane wanting to, you know, step out, not step out of Salah's shadow, but you know. Be the main guy. Yeah. Have the team built around him, you know, and he deserves that. But you know, all up to Sadio. But I really think it's fifty-fifty. Do you think? I don't like it. I want him to stay. But... From the club's perspective, right? So we, we we know quite clearly that the clubs have like they've been talking with more for a while now. You know, trying to get their star player to sign. Do you think it's the same with Sadio? In terms of Liverpool. Yeah, in terms of Liverpool. I also think that could be a factor. I think the club have put a lot of priority on Mo Salah's contract from last summer. All we've been hearing is Salah, 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 Salah. When Firmino's contract is up, Mane's contract is up at the same time. And that's kind of what I meant about um, about him being the main man and feeling like he's the main man. Because he's, he's got, absolutely, he's got the quality to be that. But it's just... Mo Salah, how good he is, how exceptional he is, how consistent he's been since he's got here. And Sadio has been very, 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 very good for us. Exceptional as well. Arguably, people would say Mane has been Klopp's best player in terms of his whole legacy being there from from the beginning. But of course, I think that could be a factor in terms of the club putting more priority on Salah's contract. Maybe... Maybe he's maybe his team him see don't feel as valued maybe by the club. The fact that they're even possibly entertaining Bayern Munich anyway. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I always think that transfer season is a bit of a crazy season. You know, loads of rumors coming out, loads of lies. But we'll yeah, see. loads of lies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mostly lies, by the way. It is, yeah. Do you think Liverpool can rake in decent cash for him? That's the, that is the thing. I don't think it's worth selling him because I was hearing figures of like 50 million and that for me is not... That's not, in my opinion, good enough for Sadio. Yeah, yeah, it isn't. It isn't, but like, I mean, from Liverpool's perspective, you want to look at it like you brought this guy for 30-something million. He has served you for like six, seven seasons or whatever. 
like proper world class performances, giving you the trophies, and then you're making a profit on him. I know it's arguable if it's a profit because you're looking at okay, the economy, what was that that them um, seven years ago, thirty million was it today's in today's market. But like just like on playing figures, you know, so I feel like it's it's not bad business to be honest. Also I think with fifty million there are also a lot of players, you know, who have like like for example the release clauses, you know what I'm saying? For, like I know the Master City deal cost uh, the Haaland deal cost Man City a lot more money in terms of what they've publicized in terms of payment to this or payment to that. But I mean he had like a relatively cheap release clause compared to what he would have gone for if Dortmund were allowed to just set a price, for example, they would I'm sure like you'll be saying something close to two hundred or like one eighty, something crazy like that. So I think there are also a lot of good players that I think their release clauses are very, very breakable without fifty million. That's actually very true. When you think about the quality of a player like Diaz getting him from what under forty million. Uh, Liverpool have an exceptional recruitment team. Exceptional. So if we needed them to find a replacement for Sadio, I have no doubt that they'll be able to find one within budget. Um it's similar to kind of the two many situation, you know, him costing about seventy million. I think Monaco won. And even if we if we do get him great, but if we don't, we trust the club. They've earned our trust. Yeah. Four or five times over with the players they brought in for it's brilliant deals. Even if you think about Salah and Sadio from now, what's that? All under forty million for me. Yeah, all under forty. Twenty-five million. So it's about the right player. It's never about the price. It's about getting the right player that fits our system. Especially very underrated, but I really like how Liverpool do the kind of character background checks on players, making sure they fit into the group. To make sure they've suffered, right, from their childhood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Hard rock childhood in the trenches. All these things play play a factor in trying to build a winning team. And it's the small details that separate the good from the brilliant. And we have built a brilliant side and will continue to do so. With Klopp, hopefully with FSG, backing him and with our recruitment team. Thank you very much, Ella. That was very lovely. So, guys, this is a Champions League final. You know what it is. I will be supporting my Reds in Paris. Let's go, Liverpool. As I said earlier, as well, a lot of things she said, I do agree. Honestly, I do agree with her. I need to know what you guys think. Do not forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, comment. I want to see your comment, you know, on, on especially on Apple Podcasts where you can. Please give me the ratings. Please comment. It's very important so that you can let other people know that you're listening to the bomb don't be stingy don't be selfish with this information i'll see you guys next time hopefully with some alcohol in my hand celebrating the champions league have a lovely week normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.